in an op-ed piece in this uh, week's New York Times, David Blight talks about the origins of Memorial Day and how from its inception near the end of the Civil War, it has been politicized and co-opted by many different groups on both sides of the Mason-Dixon line. That he points to an event at its root, which was in 1865 in the springtime, Charleston, South Carolina had been ceded to the North by the Confederacy. And a huge procession of freedmen, African-American slaves, gathered flowers and marched to the track in Charleston to honor all those who had fought for their freedom and their independence. And leading them were thousands of children. Today's readings are all about two things. One is freedom, and the other is authority. Solomon, at the height of his kingship, has just completed the temple in Jerusalem, a temple that one supposes he could have kept secluded as an enclave, as a holy place for the indigenous of Israel. That would have been the tribal way in ancient times, that the holy place was for the Israelites only, and only they could go there to commune with their God. But instead, in a radical option, Solomon embraces the ancient teachings which go back to Moses about welcoming the foreigner. And he lifts up the temple to God, not just for the faithful of Israel, but for anyone who comes. And in fact, Solomon goes one step further and he asks God to heed the prayers of the foreigner so that God may be glorified even to those who are outside of Israel. Speaking of authority, Paul quite clearly in his opening to the letter to the Galatians asserts it unabashedly, which for anyone who knows Paul says, eh, that's Paul. But Paul is asserting it over and against other teachings that have crept into this Christian community in the midst of Asia Minor. He is appealing to their earliest teachings because what has happened is that the Gentiles are being pushed out of the community, or at least marginalized, and being told that, amongst other things, they have to adopt all of the Jewish traditions, including circumcision, in order to be considered fully part of the Christian community there. Paul, even though he is a faithful Pharisee, takes great umbrage at that teaching counter to what he told them. And he does not mince words 
but many ancient authorities and modern authorities have called the letter to the Galatians the Magna Carta of Christian writings because it is in this letter later on that Paul begins those beautiful phrases that talk about how in Christ there is no longer Jew and Gentile, there is no longer male and female. All of the dividing lines in humanity, Paul says, have been broken down in Christ. And so the authority that he asserts is authority to restore freedom to a community that is suffering from the divisions that it has inherited from the wider cultures. And then finally, we have this remarkable story from the Gospel according to Luke. The story of the centurion at Capernaum. And you don't quite get what's going on until you realize that the centurion represents an occupying power. The centurion is part of the Roman establishment that has overthrown the authority in Israel or co-opted it. And so the centurion is quite a remarkable character in that he has befriended the locals and done good things for them. He built their synagogue. He has honored their faith. He has shown love for them. But even more than that, and what surprises Jesus no end, is that he recognizes that he is too a man under authority. Now stop and think about that for a few minutes, particularly given the political climate of this country right now. Consider the fact that right now we are in a dangerous flirtation with authoritarianism. It's always a great temptation when there are politically disenfranchised people and there is a sense in which people have checked out of the political process. The vacuum that creates, as many pundits have pointed out, always leads towards a desire for an authority figure to come in and save the day. The only problem is we get what we pay for because authoritarians like authority and they like to keep it. And authority is fine as long as they have it and others don't. The centurion in today's gospel exhibits a different understanding of authority, one which is much more deeply resonant with Jesus' understanding, and that is authority comes from the people and it is granted, it is never taken. It is given, it is never grasped. And for those who are given authority, the call is to hold it with humility and to remember that they too are under authority. That's the fundamental freedom that we remember this Memorial Day weekend and brings out the best in us as a people and is deeply resonant as well with the gospel, for this is how Jesus has been moving with his own people. 
In other parts of the gospel, Jesus is tempted to become an authoritarian figure. Some of you will remember the story where the people try to make him king. He demurs. He slips away from that. In another story, when he enters a town that rejects his teaching, he does not assert his authority, but only heals a few people there and then moves on. What if we have a God that does not assume or take authority either, but waits for us to give it to him? A God who recognizes our need for dignity and freedom and waits for us to give him our hearts and our wills, as the centurion does to Jesus in today's reading. True authority can only move in that form. Anything else we will resist. Anything else we will reject, as we should. David Blight talks about that first Memorial Day in 1865, It reminds us that we can think of Memorial Day as almost the second celebration of the Declaration of Independence in this country. It was a Declaration of Independence from a deeply oppressive type of authoritarianism and a deeply personal form of enslavement. One that Jesus reminds us we should always be vigilant about in our own lives. And one that in a tradition that goes all the way back to Solomon and beyond, we must remember that we are always slaves to that with which and to whom we grant authority. So we are called to give authority to the right people and indeed the right God. A God who does not use authority to control us, but uses authority to love us and grace us into being and bring about healing in our lives so that we may bring that healing to others. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.